relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. You're listening to Heffron and Reed, the Wait. show formerly known as Last Podcast. What is that? What are you doing? What are you doing? I didn't say launch no sequence. Stop that thing. Seriously, this is now. How many shows in a row have we gone? Well, you guys have just completely just misfired. You just you just pull out the gun and you start shooting. And Ari's uh, Ari Shafir's uh, mic here. People think like when I, when I complain that the uh, uh, it doesn't start the way that I want. Yeah. I, I get emails and tweets telling people to relax. Uh, people, I'm just kidding. It's not. I I don't really care. No, well, no, that, that, well, no, well, no. You yeah, care yeah. about everything, but you've become so like <laughs> distant to all those feelings that it's just like a natural thing. Like, <laughs> okay, next, let's get some pizza. Okay, so well, let's do this then. Let's do. Let's. We well, got a whole setup here with your iPad, dude. You've never see. See, I want to impress Ari. Here, here's how it's supposed to go, Ari. You're professional listen, as listen, fuck. Listen to this. Okay, this plays this. Okay. And number one now. Okay. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. This tells people we're number one. Podcast by the World Podcasting number Federation one. and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for reals. It says it right here. This, 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 this is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Heffron and Reed. Woo! I love you, love you, love you. The Heffron and Reap Show. That sounds like radio. Hey, everybody. This is John Heffron oh. with special guest Ari Shafir in with us. Hi, y'all. Do I have to say y'all today? Uh, no, because um, guess what, I can Ari? hear you, man. Oh, fuck. There's a guest on the how phone. How did the redneck learn how to use the telephone? Uh, he's in Detroit. John Reap is... Uh, well, listen to this. Anytime we say Reap, listen. Reap. Is uh, in Detroit on his movie. So over to uh, the right as a guest, I have our really good friend Ari Shafir, and then John Reap is on the phone with us Hello. from Detroit. How's it going, Reaper? It's going, buddy. Yeah, if you ever want to know what it's like inside of John Heffron's head, just listen to this podcast. That's exactly what it's like. There's all these bells and whistles. Everything is going off at once, and it's just chaos. Yeah. Yeah, because we're, you know, sometimes light on content, but uh, big on fluff is kind of our uh, motto. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you are, your uh, podcast uh, is really interesting because you pick one topic uh-huh. and you really dive into various topics. Yeah. Uh, we don't. Have some fun. No. No, we do a lot we, of sound effects. We do a lot of sound effects. That's cool. Uh, we do a <laughs> lot of sound effects, <laughs> and, and we kind of hardly get into anything of any type of depth. Um, yeah, and if we nice do, too. and if we do, uh, here's a little thing. Like sometimes, uh, and I, and I'm showing Ari a lot of this because he's our guest. It, well, now, it, what would happen if I mention if I mention um, John Reap right now? Uh, I would sometimes go Reap. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, let's say we're talking about something, right? And we run its course, okay? So let's say we're just going, yeah, so then, so what else is going on? See, that's not a oh, good yeah. way to podcast, so here's what we do. Just um, just say the last thing of a, of a sentence. Like, we just finished so a big that's conversation. that's what I told him, and there's nothing really else to say. Heffron and Reap. Subject change. So a lot of other cool things going on in the news. <laughs> so then that way uh, we do that. So, um, Reeve, what do you think of all this? 
It's hilarious. It's like, <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's like I listen to a lot of uh, radio up here in Detroit, and I see where he gets it. There's yeah. a lot of radio stations like that that are still doing that shit, man. And it's hilarious. Every time I listen to it, I start laughing. Like this, what was that thing you had, John? The cruise for summers, girls. I don't know what it was. You oh, said, okay, you oh yeah, I'll, I'll do this. Ready? Okay. Uh, what song? song? Uh, this is the uh, repates this song, but I'll do it. Right? Right. <laughs> All right, everybody, don't forget it's 717. We got our Cruise for Women Only tickets. Make sure you hit our website, put your name in. And uh, later on today, we'll be giving out $50 in free gas cards right out here. It's 305. Here's World Collides on Hepfren and Reap. And that is exactly what every radio station in That is what they do. That's what so many radio stations do. So, <laughs> you do that really well. You even banged your pencil. We did the thing, yeah. And then, uh, then, and then that's usually when you would go pee or something. You usually have like two minutes or three minutes to a song. Those I guys gonna, always know exactly the right time to stop before the before the lyrics start. It's really amazing. It's called like hitting the post is yeah. what it's called. And it's like, I'll do it. It's like a weird... Uh, do they have a countdown or something that lets them know when the lyrics start on you, the song? You just know. You just have a feeling. Oh, wow. Like, watch here. Why you can't do it with a new song. You wouldn't know. Watch. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something right here. Why you uh, do that. I'm going to find uh, why you guys talk amongst yourselves. Reap, how is the movie? Oh, it's a lot of fun, man. I've been sitting up here doing jack shit for about two weeks. Um, really? A lot of like, yeah, it's weird. They got me up here all the way to like October um, because they don't know exactly when they want to use me for and my, my little buddy that I'm shooting with. Um, it's October. Because of the weather, um, they, they, what, the sky has to be exactly right oh, uh, wow. for them to shoot our scenes, which are outdoors, because we're always like trying to ch- uh, chase tornadoes and shit. But, no wonder people would not shoot in Detroit ever. <laughs> sounds, sounds really... It's so cheap. There's nothing here. I mean, everyone left. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am actually where the uh, studio that I'm uh, working with, New Line Cinema, they have a studio here right next to the hotel that is, it used to be an old GM test facility. And it's like a ghost town here, man. There are like really? um, all these like huge uh, corporate buildings are just abandoned now, and there's yeah. like grass growing up out of the concrete. You know, it's it's really sad. That's uh, Detroit. Wow, does it look Except like I am legend? For the fact that uh, you know we're shooting movies up here now, so that's gonna that's gonna neat. Right. Um, Have you beaten off in a public bathroom there yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. You know what? Wait, but have I? No, I haven't. I should ask how many different rooms. <laughs> Overall, since you've gotten to Detroit, have you masturbated in? And that includes the airplane if you're still doing it over Detroit airspace. <laughs> I have not done it in the airplane. Um, Definitely your hotel room. I haven't done that one in a while. The last time I had, did you know that Jent and I had sex in the in the family bathroom at the airport? That's Charlotte? amazing. That's just amazing. It's just I, amazing. Yeah, like you you didn't worry about all the baby diapers that have been changed on that table? Well, like, did, did, her, you did you do it on that? Did you do it? On that uh, uh, changing table, on that koala thing, I would have put someone's bear ass on the on the koala. It's a koala bear thing that you pulled up. There's a sink. Well, there's a sink and there's a lot of space. There's there's a sink. There's a huge mirror. There's a little yeah, John the koala bear baby changing station. Uh, But we didn't even mess with that. She just like we just pulled her pants down and she bent over and put her hands on the sink and then we just went for it that way. Nice. Look how edgy Reap's getting. He's been in Detroit for three weeks. He's already (laughs) keeping it real. He's already spinning. Like, all right, look, I'm going to show you how well you have this in you, even though uh, you've never done it before. You're going to promote something, whatever okay. it is. Let's say uh, in the next, when we come back from this song, we're going to talk about, um, 
Why do you have to be just a mentally just a train wreck to be a comic? We're going to talk about that when we come back from this song. So you okay. want to tell them that okay. and then also tell them some random weather or time. Without okay. hearing the song, you have to feel when the song's about to start. Okay. Uh, and I have no idea. I'm just going to pick. Um, I'm going to go slower. Let's try this one. All right, everybody. So uh, I got my story. Oh, I'm already fucking it up, right? You haven't started singing yet, so you still have time. Ooh, doesn't count? No. All right, everybody, don't forget, when we come back, we'll be talking about whether or not comics are uh, crazy. Uh, I got my storyteller show coming up August 21st. Fuck. See? I didn't know that one. Well, see, you got to feel it. It is hard. All right, Rick, do you want to? Can I try it? Okay, do you want to? Let's see. Do you want slower or faster? Um, I don't care. Just pick. Okay, here we go. Here, we're a classic rock station. Uh, Reap uh, with Classic Rock Station, and me and you are doing a bar appear- uh, appearance at uh, Shady's from 8 to 10 uh, <laughs> on Friday. And if people come on down, they'll get free uh, John Reap and uh, whatever name of our show is stickers. Okay? Okay, okay. Here we go. Ready? All right, it's going to be a great week, folks. Uh, the great show we have on the phone calling in. We have a uh, shrink who's going to tell us if. Comics are really crazy while they're offing themselves all the time. And uh, don't forget, we're going to be at Shady's from 8 to 10. We're going to give out lots of free merchandise, bumper stickers, and high fives. Come on down. Oh! Wow! <laughs> yeah, that, wow! yeah. That was good. That was good. God. Except uh, the, the only thing my boss would say is you have to end it always on it's Heffron and Reap. Dude, I totally. Okay, so I can barely hear the music. Did I get it right? Almost. You, 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 you nailed it. So it was like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, down. Ricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. Perfect. Let me just try one more because I love it. Ready? <laughs> A lot of parents out there. Yeah. Oh, see, shit. Yeah, the yes and stuff. That's no. You cussed, oh, John. Oh, here's John you just cussed. Oh, yeah, but I'm on a different screen, so that's a dollar to ruin the Warriors. Ready? Yeah, I'll do the. I'll do every the time you curse. Ready? There you go. There we go. Um, ready? Hey everybody, it's the Heffern and Reap Show. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, Heffern and Reap. Oh, ah. I'm out of the zone now. Yeah, Ari, Ari, we have a we have a thing. Uh, every time we cuss, every time we say uh, fuck yeah. or shit, um, we donate a dollar to the Wounded Warriors. Uh, Wait, and, and we have a website called theswearjarfund.com. dot com. So uh, here's here's why I like that. Just on our podcast. Here's so. why I like that. Just because it'll help you watch yourself. You don't want to curse a lot. Yeah. Also, it's a good cause. Yes. Yeah. Here's why it's weird. Wounded warriors curse like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's kind of why we did it. So now we have permission just to curse all the time. Oh. And we're doing it for good. You know, sometimes people hear people swearing and then they go. Oh, really? You just you need to dumb it down? You got to swear like that. So now we've taken that away from people. So every time they hear a swear, they're like, that was good. I'm really proud oh, of them. Nice. Retrain people. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Do Heffron and Subject change. How long has this been going on like this? We've, uh, since the get-go. Actually, I've I've done it less now because you should see before I would have intros and then I'd play clips of me and Reap doing stand-up and and all this stuff. And it was really, but it was too many buttons for me to hit. And then I would uh, get my... do you have an iPad too? Uh, Do I have an iPad? Yeah, I got an iPad. I mean, do you do have all these things? Like your yeah, but I, I'm I'm not there to do it. So whoever's there, I, I get it's the same cord, Johnny. Just plug in, and uh, you got that whole track, that whole uh, system right there on your iPad. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I got that. Wow. And then I have Reap music. Like sometimes if, if Reap's talking, like if we play a game, I do this to him. Because oh. this is my official John Reap soundtrack. <laughs> I like that. And anytime he's telling a story. Slide guitar. Yeah. Well, hell, we was just going down to Charlotte, you know, and uh, oh, okay, let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so I think we have a guest on the phone, which I'm not sure. He said he was on here, but I have no idea how to conference him uh, uh, in. It's uh, my friend, Dr. Joe. It's my friend, but I don't know how to say Goose. G-U-S-E. Do you know if he's on the phone? Do you have any idea if... if uh, oh, I need yeah. to hang up. No, oh. you, you don't. How do we do phones here? Oh, we don't know how to do phones. We don't know. We're the first show oh. to do phones here. <laughs> um, call me. So Ari, so yeah. what's going on with you? Let's just let's talk about you, our guest. I'm doing really good. I'm you doing have really about 500 podcasts all over. Yeah, I got a few. Well, what are your podcasts that, that you got going on? Uh, right after this on this Toad Hop Network, today will be... Um, Punch drunk. Punch drunk. Thank right. you. Thank you. You're, you're uh, a sports one. Yeah, I did get high in the car before we started, it's so perfect. it's hard to <laughs> snap onto certain things. And then I have Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, which is available on my website. And now that one you do iTunes. And you, that one you just do. Uh, that's one that you have questions. You ask. Yeah, I usually cover a topic and then you know fuck around. Usually most people are comments on interview, so we make jokes and stuff. The guy we're gonna have on, like when I had you guys and we talked about Beatrice Phillips having swamp pussy. Oh, that's right. That was about Last Comic Standing. Pussy's probably worth about $3. Swamp pussy. Yeah. And then that's why, uh, also when we found out that John Reap's uh, old roommate, Eric Stokes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was it Eric, Eric Stokes? What did, he do, what did he do to you? I, I forgot the story, John. Oh, no, we were just roommates. I mean, he was really bitching about, like, um, you know, because he was going out for Back to the Future. And uh, he had worked on it for, like, a month straight. And then... Um, you know, they just didn't like him. He wasn't like, he didn't screen test very well. Um, right. And, and he they're... wasn't like, it was, he was playing it more serious. Uh, and his serious was too serious. And where they're... Michael J. Fox's serious was a little bit lighthearted and a little bit funnier. And they just ended up going with him. And he was just devastated. So I got to ask you, when, when your roommate, Eric Stokes, came came back, well, uh, well, uh, when... Uh, we have a winner. Yeah, no. yeah. When he came back from the audition... Uh, yeah. Was he mad? What did he do? How did he handle that? Like, if you didn't get uh, Back to Future, I'd probably, like, you know, just booze well, it know, up it the whole before weekend. Before it came out, no one knew how, how well it was going to do at the time. And he was um, uh, he was kind of downplaying it, although I could tell he was really it was really upsetting him. Uh, because it sounded dumb. The concept he just sounded – a DeLorean goes back to the future. It runs on, you know, garbage disposal stuff. You know, it really, it really sounded dumb. He didn't dumb. see it going anywhere. Yeah, and, and so no one knew how well it was going to do, but I could tell it really affected him because, uh, I mean, he was hitting the, the booze pretty hard there, like every oh, night, wow. drinking till like That's 4 crazy. or 5 o'clock yeah, in the morning, you know, and just shouting at the TV. Yeah. Uh, was he kind of violent? Didn't you say that once, that he'd kind of get boozed up and just really kind of... Well, yeah, <laughs> he threw the remote control at me one time because... No, really? Yeah, I... And he got mad because I didn't refill the ice trays in the in the freezer. You know, like he would get mad if I would just take one cube out and put it back in, and then not take all the cubes out and put it wow. in the bin Eric and then refill it. Like he bitched me out one day about that. And then uh, another time he had the remote control in his hand and he had it pointing towards him and he was trying to change the channel and it wasn't working. So I just politely walked over and just took it out of his hand and turned it around the correct way. And then he just thought I was being condescending and like threw the fucking thing at me, almost hit my head. But I mean, he, he would get that way sometimes, yeah. 
Oh. Uh, yeah. Sorry, John. You you were telling the yeah you were telling the story, and then um, somebody walked in. The finger? No. Oh. The, the person behind me. Yeah. And we 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 totally kind of got lost in in who's who's walking behind us. What was the thing for then? Uh, reap, reap cursed. Reap cursed. Oh, Jesus, I don't even hear them. <laughs> I'm watching you guys, by the way, on ToadHopNetwork.com/slash/live. I can see you guys. Oh no! Nice. Oh, you can. So, How does it so, look so, on your so, computer? You're watching. Yeah. How does it look? It's different. I mean, Ari, I like your uh, what's your a black triple crown? What is that? What's your shirt say, Ari? Triple crown tattoo parlor. Austin, tattoo Austin parlor. Texas. You sh- didn't you have a beard before? Did you? Sh- I guess oh you yeah, I shaved like a month ago before I went to Montreal and all that stuff. Okay. Oh, you should have been there this year, John. You should have been there this year. It was fun. Montreal. Yeah. What happened? What I miss? It was mushrooms. First of all, did you do mushrooms? Yeah. Mushrooms, booze. I did it one time. Yeah, you were supposed to be there this year, right? Except for this movie. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm gonna try to answer this. I saw your name on there. Hey, Hey, Joe. Hold on one second. Reap, are you still there? Hello. Yeah. You hold on for a second. And let me try to see, why are they making me run the phone? I knew I would do both of this not right. See, you can't, there's too much ADD. <sighs> Who, you take wait Adderall, a like how many times a day? I've never it? taken it. Should what? I take it? Absolutely. Who's on the phone now? Is John Reap on the phone? John Reap. Okay, so you're not John Reap talking. You're Joe. I lost John Reap. And you know what's great is, is people seeing me flounder right now. Yeah. And I would like the, to uh, uh, applaud the amount of people that are coming to try to help me figure out. Zero? Is it zero? It's zero. <laughs> it, 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 it would Roddy, be. Yes. Roddy Piper's in the hallway. What are they going <laughs> to fucking care about you? You're stupid, <laughs> stupid ass. I know. Well, that's what I was uh, telling Reap. Reap, if you, you probably can still hear us. Um, Roddy Roddy Piper just came behind us, and that's why when John was telling us a story, nobody was listening. He's a showman. He steals focus. That's right. what he knows how to do for a living. That's true. That's true. You know what I like about this uh, podcast so far? This yeah. week, it's just going nowhere. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know where you guys normally go. Well, just why don't you take us somewhere while I figure out a scene? Because, okay, so here we go. On uh, the Did phone, we have my buddy Joe, okay. yeah. right? No, now we now we, we now we don't even have have Joe. I love how mad this Seriously? is making you. Yeah, why does it make me so You're so worked up? <laughs> like I'm trying to do things in a certain way, and when they're not done, just well, like, it's I want to put out a quality product, dude. Okay, forget the Adderall. Have you, you really have to smoke some pot once in a while? I've never had it. What is uh, what you is Adderall have do? Had it. I've had no pot. Way. Yes, yeah, but um, I've never had Adderall. Adderall speeds you up unless you're super sped up already, and then it'll slow you down. Really? To calm you and focus you. Really? Uh-huh. Well, let's try this. There's a guest on the phone. Oh, nice. Hello, guest on the phone. Yeah, this is Joe again. Joe, uh, this is John Heffern with my good friend uh, Ari Shafir here. John Reap, I don't know how to get to you, and nobody's trying to help me find you. And I see you calling right now, but I, I'm not going to take the call. John Reap, because I, I don't know how it, how it uh, goes down. But maybe our Dr. Joe right here uh, Are they gonna be able to t- can oh, yeah. help us, yeah. Ari, because he's written a bunch of books on why comics self-destruct. And he was uh, featured in the television show The Tragic Side of Comedy. So he's written a bunch of books on Belushi. Oh, that was a real and, segue and, earlier that and, we were trying to make? In Farley, right, Joe? Yep, that's it. 
Perfect. Uh, and so he's done a lot of research on j- j- just humor, how it can help uh, people who are suffering from depression mm-hmm. or crazy like me. But he's also done a lot of research on uh, just why comics self-destruct and why we kind of like to hang out in that excess. Yeah. How come the drugs? What's with the drugs, doctor? Well, I mean, I, I think it's something to do with having to be on all the time. You know what I mean? It's like... Uh, Harold Ramis called it the imposter syndrome. You know, it's like like you think at any moment, like the world's going to kind of catch on and understand that you're a fraud. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had this thing. This is why comedians get nervous. Keep, keep. This is why ner- club, uh, comics get nervous in front of club owners uh, or anybody that we're showcasing in front of. We get nervous only because we feel like we're not trained in any way to do this. <laughs> and this person, some old club owner, they're going to know. They're going to know I'm making it all up. And I don't know what I'm doing. That's weird. I do that every week. Like when, when you get <laughs> paid. Yeah, when you get paid and, <laughs> you, and you fill out the, the 1099 yeah. as I'm walking back to the hotel on that Sunday show when everything's done. I literally, one of the first thoughts in my head is, well, fooled everybody for another week. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to also be because we're up late at night and there's not much to do besides drugs. And also because we can do our jobs while we're on drugs, let alone while it's in our system still from before, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't exactly be in air traffic control and, and that statement's going to fit. So right. it's kind of a unique niche uh, as a comic. Yeah. yeah, it is. So why are, are do you think that comics who, let's say, if we're sticking with that, like to get boozed up or, uh, you know, super high or whatever, do you think creatively that helps, or do you think eventually that becomes a crutch where they go, oh, if I was oh, not yeah, as messed up, then I couldn't produce the way sometimes that I Sometimes it definitely to. becomes a crutch where people say, I have to do this. Um, I know well, a lot of people What are you more creative? You, you know, you like smoking the herbage. I the like gonge. smoking pot before I go on stage, but if I have some showcases to do, I have to be really like on point and say the specific bits, then it'll be worse if I'm on pot. Right. So I'm not saying I won't do it. I'm just saying it'll be worse. So let me ask you this though, yeah, yeah. because here, here's what I like about you, Ari. Is this uh, girl so hot? What are we doing? We're taking a break in in, in three minutes. Yeah, perfect. Because because like- if if we're being too loud for the people in the hallway, let me know because me and Ari can start whispering. No, we're not. What were you saying? <laughs> I don't remember. Can we just take the break now? <laughs> is there any way we can just take the break now? Joe, have you ever seen somebody that you knew was like, oh, you're going to die soon, and then they, they die? <laughs> the wheels are coming off. Have, have you seen that? Have, have you seen, like, uh, uh, somebody when you were like, okay, you needed to get it together? Because you, you wrote uh, a book on Belushi, right? Yeah, yeah, Belushi and Farley, yep. Did you know he was going to die, either one of them? Were you, like, seeing it coming? It's funny because I did. I was at the time. I kind of ran in the same circles as Farley, and he had that look about him. You know, I, I've dealt with lots of people that had panic attacks, and you think you're going to die, and I've had them myself, and it's, it's terrifying. But, but Chris actually was sweating at such a inhuman level. He, he just looked like his body just. He, he wasn't meant to be in there very much longer. Yeah, that's just tons of coke, right? And fatness. <laughs> that just together. That's a good cocktail for heart attacks. Yeah, yeah, and you knew he was flirting with it. I mean, he called it. You know, he he actually had a little bit of an obsession with the number thirty three because that's when Belushi died. So he was kind of fixated on on that number. It was almost like the the twenty seven thing with musicians, but that was very much in Farley's head. Oh wow, hmm. they lived to the same age. 
Yeah, yeah, 33. They had a lot of similarities. You know, they were both kind of the second city sack. Second city always kind of had the token big guy that the audience can kind of laugh at and laugh with and yeah. physical comedy. And there was a lot of, lot of really some of those creepy similarities. Fat guy, hot chick, black dude. What else do <laughs> I always have in any group? <laughs> yeah. You kind of got the token whore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got, the, got some kind of authority in there. She doesn't yeah, write exactly. so much, but man, we really want to do every sketch with her. She just seems to shine. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like it's a little bit of a system. Yeah. But, but everything's that way, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. All right, we're going to uh, play this, and then we're going to do a thing. Because like I always say, when, once you get a, a podcast going and you spend 13 minutes really hitting some tough issues, it's always important to stop down and take a break. Yeah. Uh, we're exhausted. <laughs> uh, we've been talking for about 12 minutes. And, that's my paperwork. And who can, uh, really, who can keep this up? So uh, we'll be right back. And Reap will be right back. I'm just addicted to it. Oh, yeah. Just all around cool. They're awesome. Number one. <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to Soda Stream. Saturday night, August 25th. It's the hottest party to hit the West Valley since, well, ever. Heidi and Frank, after hours, live at the Canyon Club. You're doing shows out in the garage? This is classy. <laughs> See Heidi, Frank, Smees, and their cast of characters doing their live stage show. You know I mean? There's nothing like watching water run down this body. <laughs> Plus, the Tasty Thieves will rock the house. Heidi and Frank, after hours, live at the Canyon Club. Saturday night, August 25th. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster or Canyon
listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hello, everybody. Man, see, he, here, here's another one, uh, Ari, right here. Okay. We can also bring it down a little bit. Like, sometimes if we want a... Uh, Guys, let's uh, talk about what happened in Rwanda today, if we could. And if we, if we wanted, uh, we'll play it like this. I always feel safe. I always feel like my kids can listen. Most definitely. Uh, it's awesome. Oh, maybe that's not about Rwanda. This <laughs> is the Heffron and Reap Show. Heffron and Reap. Oh, yay! This is our country. All the radio announcements actually happen. Anyway, today we're talking about marriages that have lasted over 50 years. If you're a 50-year-plus marriage, uh, call in. We'd love to talk to you. We talk about everybody here. Um, So uh, with all the Skype and rape, I'm done with it because I don't know how it works. And uh, as you can see, my ADD kicks in, and it's just too much for me. I'd rather focus on uh, the conversation. And um, we're also hearing some random voices right now. What is it? So I'm hanging up on, I've just hung up on everybody. Oh. I've just completely taken you guys <laughs> offline because I can no longer be distracted by you guys. You guys have been holding me down since I started this podcast. If it wasn't for you guys, I'd have 8 billion listeners. But you know what? Right now, we only have 8 trillion. So, so Ari, let's talk about writing for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you just told me that you have an office somewhere uh, by where we are here. So you physically yeah. leave your house. Yeah. And then you go to, uh, like, a secondary location, almost like yeah. a college library. Yeah, and, be like and that. I, that I, fascinates I, me because mm-hmm. I do nothing, like, at my house. Like, I had a workout room literally two steps down. I had a spare bedroom, and I turned it into, like, a cool workout room and, and stuff like that. And uh, I, uh, you know, I never worked out. Yeah, so I found because that, it's what, right there. You have to go off, off, off site. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, Reap, why don't you take the rest of the day if we can't? I'm, I'm done with the phones. The phones are actually getting me mad. They're getting you angry? I'm, I'm getting angry at the phone, so I'm no longer even doing the phone. So I'm going to dance it with the okay one. It worked okay with Reap, didn't it? I'm going to dance with the one I came with, which is Ari Shafir, who's here with me. It worked with Reap. His, his thing worked. How'd you but get then he term? called from the hotel in Detroit because he's calling from, uh, he's actually calling using the phone in your ho- hotel yeah, room. That's crazy. Which, yeah, it's like, like $8 million yeah, dollars, uh, 90, like $90 a minute. Dollars a second. So he wants us to call him, but I, but who's, what, what? What? They're going to have me do that, and I'm not calling him. I'll call him. There should be a phone. Right. Anyway, so you leave your house. I leave my house. I can't do it there. I, I knew this when I started. I have to like go to like La Jolla to like work out there for two days and then like do stuff at the condo. Try to like now, see, that fascinating. I've never written stable. a joke. I've never. No, th- no this is not either. a slam sh- on myself. I get the shit together. I don't write either. You've never written a joke what? I've never sat down to write a joke. I've never sat at my computer and go, I'm going to write a joke about whatever. Yeah. I only write on stage. So, like, when I'm on stage talking about something, yeah. something new will pop up into my head, just like in a normal conversation. Yeah. And then I go deeper into that. And then when I get off stage, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know where that came from. Yeah. That's how I used to do it. And then I record them. And but- that's how I usually still do it. Um, but uh, when I have to do these stories once a month or so. Right. Uh, and I'm out of, like, stories that I normally would tell. So it's like I have to think of something, you know, uh, that's happened. Right. Um, then I have to get my thoughts together, and I have to really sit there and like look at a computer. And then as I st- like write stuff down, I guess that's how you should write everything, maybe. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then also, if I have to go over, like, if I have some TV set, and I'm like, or some show, I'm like, I have to think about, like, I'll write out my bits, just the titles, and say like, which one do I want to choose here? Right. And get the time. Just anything. And done. do you, and do and do you uh, do you use it though? So so you yeah, go not, there, you leave not your every house. Day or anything. 
It's not every day, but yeah, I'll go there, leave my house. I'll just do something over there. Usually when I have to do one of those stories, like two or three days before that, I'm in there a lot. Um, if I have to, if once I had to like write up my entire set. Right. I can't, I can't, just not, I'm, I'm never going to do it at home. I'm never going to do that. You know what I use? I'll record, and you have the same piece of equipment that I use. I'll, I'll record a show. Uh-huh. There's a disabled vet guy. His service is like 24-hour transcripts or something like that. You upload the MP3 to him, and within three hours, you'll have every single word you said transcribed. And you get it in a document, and it's 20 pages. How how much is it? Uh, For up to 45 minutes, or it could be an hour. I think it's 14 bucks. Well, that's not very much. I would definitely want to have done that to save myself the work. I had to do that for te- for Canada this year for just for laughs. Yeah, you, like, you just upload the thing, and then sometimes they'll go like you, you know, and then it has your words, and they say audience, and then laughter. So if the audience laughs yeah. big enough for them to have to pause, they can put that in, which is cool because then you'll you'll see on paper like a whole paragraph. And then you'll see laughter. They don't count like the little laughing during it. And then you can look at that and go, why am I, why am I speaking for a full paragraph to say that? Then when you read it, yeah. sometimes you go, oh, that's, oh, yeah, there's a lot that's completely or just ego. Like for some yeah. reason I'm trying to sound smart right here or, you know, those comics yeah. like, here's my point of view and I'm going to ram it down your throat. I'm not that guy. So I'm like, why am I talking this long about well, Mag- this? What Magical does is he'll take like a 30 second to a minute chunk. And he'll be like, he'll write that out, and they'll be like, where can I put extra laughs in? And But the, if you see it written out like that, you can't. Or you do, like you said, like, oh, there's too much here. I can say this in one word. It's amazing how like, I, I had a really great set. I'm like, man, just, you know, some days things flow perfect. And you're like, never said it that way before. Mm-hmm. Never did that. Perfect. Sent it to the guy. Went to sleep. Woke up. All written down. Read it. Completely. Yeah. It's amazing how unfunny stuff sometimes sees when it's written. It's written yeah. When you're like, okay. My personality is the only thing carrying this joke. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, yeah. like my delivery or just how I, I, call I am. It finessing a joke, it's like I can. If it's not funny, <laughs> I can still finesse it and get laughs. Yeah, yeah. There's but tricks to finesse I'm, stuff, but you're like on paper. If you were just to read it, if I was to tweet this joke that gets applause at a club, people, you wouldn't even get a retweet. Yeah. So you yeah. should use that guy. Then you never have to do that ever again. Well, that's good. Well, I don't mind writing out the 30 seconds of it if I can just look at it myself and like really keep thinking about it. But, yeah, that would, I should use that guy. I did it for when I was at Montreal. I just cut and pasted everything. I just went and, oh, you want you want my set? And I just grabbed stuff and I cut and pasted, threw it all together, sent it off. Sent it to that guy? whole process took up maybe two minutes tops. Wow. What did you do with the extra time? Did you masturbate? I did, uh, well, yeah, I, I painted churches. Okay, I, nice. uh, I uh, you know, I got some kids like I like to do. Or what, do you, what do you call them when you uh, to give Jer- them to you? Jerry's kids? Adopt? Not Jerry's. Adopt, adopt kids? Adopt kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I adopted some kids. Are you going to do that? You know what I started thinking about recently? What? That if you don't adopt a kid, if you get a kid and don't adopt them, it's sort of an asshole move. Like, what do you want, your genes to be carried on? Is that what it is? Are you saying your people should adopt? Yeah, there's like kids, they have them. Like, they already have pound puppies. Why would you fucking <laughs> ask a breeder to breed a dog for you? Like, they already have. I guess I thought about that because I'm, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s and I don't have kids yet. And mathematically. But when everyone's like, no, I want, I want to know that I would teach this kid. I'm like, what does that have to do with your genes? And people are like, well, I, so it could happen. It's like, do you think your, your genes are that great? 
Yeah, because you're, you're like, what are you talking about? Your jeans, your jeans are done. One generation from royalty, I could see it. Yeah, like I just did my family ancestry yeah. with ancestry.com all the way back to like you the 1500s. I've overcome my jeans. You you go one generation back, nobody cares. Nobody, yeah. Do you, do you think about your now? This is you know. Do you think about your great grandpa? Only when I masturbate. <laughs> That's like that's like five dollars we'll give right there. <laughs> Masturbating to dead grandpa jokes. Uh, yeah, but like so you yeah so you're right. So your jeans is your next the next your kid. Yeah. But then after that you're just some random old guy in some picture. Some kid a generation later might or might not see. Yeah. Now would you like adopt? I was I was going to yeah, talk like, to my wife about that. Exactly. They won't remember you. What happens? I wonder how much trouble. If not, maybe it works out fine. If yeah. you adopt. Like a six or seven year old, because if you're six or seven oh, see, and, you've, already... and you've been put through the ringer a little bit, yeah. th- those kids have had at six or seven a h- way harder life than I've ever had with right. my forty well, then years combined. Nature, then you have nature working against you, and also nurture working against you. Yeah, so like, like if he already knows how to break into cars at, at seven, six or seven, like, I mean, gonna be an, do, an do, issue. Do, does that work out for people? Uh, maybe it kind of seems like it's the right thing to do, though. To save if you some can kid, financially. Yeah, if you can financially do it or go, listen, uh-huh. you know, you might have some subconscious stuff that we should deal with, but it may or may not be able to give you a better life. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Or maybe we're just hungry because we're, we're this. Is this like a girl conversation? We're, we're talking about children. Yeah, I don't want them at all. Nothing. You you have no like. There's no not e- There's not even an, an ounce They're in your head to play with. I have more of a desire to get a dog. Really? Yeah. I've t- but I won't get a dog because it's just not the right time. <laughs> right. I don't have a yard on. to play in. I'm gone a lot. I live like a fucking slob. Now, do you think uh, what happens? Because this is what I do. Because I don't. Have, I don't have kids. I would definitely leave dog shit in the apartment for like weeks. I know I would do that at some point. Like, There's a company you can hire that picks that up. I pay for them. The dog, it's called a pet butler. They come in the sh- in the pickup shit every other day. Really? I'm gone. I'm gone forty some weeks a year. It, no one in my house would take care of it if I would come home at, and uh-huh. have a month's worth of dog shit laying around if I didn't oh, yeah. subcontract that out. Wow. Do you ever think about what would happen if, uh, like, let's say, you know, now you're an older guy? Let's yeah. jump. Uh, oh, we have a time machine uh, uh, thing. Hold on, listen. Okay. Let's let's go thirty years in the future. All right. Okay, so now. Oh my God, what happened? It's weird, right? So yeah. now, how old are you now? Let's say we're 60-something now. Yeah. Uh, we don't have kids. Yeah. And now we're hanging out in the Sunnyville Same time rest. of year. Exactly 30 years from now. Yeah. I'm 68 years old. You're okay. however old you are. Yeah. We're same age. Um, and we have nobody coming to visit us. Hey, John, tomorrow, you want to go jet skiing? Oh, that's right, because we probably live maybe in some cool comics who never had we're kids. We're near the ocean. Like, we're probably still doing fun stuff. Hey, let's go see Batman tomorrow during a day. I see what you're saying. We'll still but when be we lie in fun. bed, though, when we like, sometimes I think about that. I'm going to be some alone guy in a hospice by myself. Nobody coming to visit me. Like my grandmother or my other grandmother or everybody's grandparents. You mean like them? Well, that, I mean, you want family. I mean, I know. They when, don't come. Nobody comes to visit fucking senile grandpa or grandma. <laughs> it's an annoyance that we don't want to face and we hope they die. Well, I know that's what happens. So it's not going to change. I that. know. I know when loving family all around you at all times. They, they have jobs. They have to get the jobs. No, that's movie it, shit. It does. It does happen. It, it will. But there was. I know when my mom was in the hospice. I was there when I watched my mom die. Yeah. There's a guy in the room next to her. Yeah. I don't know how old this guy was. Like way older. He was probably seventy. 
he would wake up every morning, sing Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra, some some song I wasn't aware of, but he was singing it at the top of his lungs. Yeah, I was visiting my mom for about two weeks uh, during that whole lovely process. Nobody came and saw this guy one time. Yeah, so a couple times I pop in there. This is when you know you're going to die. Yeah, it's not. Someone uh, just sees you out. It, it sucks. Well, it sucks, but it's also it's a hospices are for. This is a really fun podcast. It's a hospice <laughs> uh, actually for they actually help the people. The, the people there helped me almost as much as they helped my mom. Because there were some days you just like, seriously, I'm watching my mom die when this, oh, yeah. no one, I have never, no one taught me how to deal with this. It's the one thing in life that nobody ever sits you down and go, Let, let's give you some skills to deal with this before it actually happens. Was she, how, um, how uh, unsenile was she? Was she like there mentally? Oh, yes. My mom was like 58. Could she talk to you? Uh, not the last, uh, not the last days. What did she have? She probably, yeah, she had cancer, and then what happened is I flew back to Michigan, and then my grandma said, your mom's being weird. Like, so my mom turned a corner mentally, where she started cutting cords with scissors, like it was a weird... Oh. She, so she went from fine to saying, hey, happy birthday, to then something just in her brain kind of clicked. And then the hospice people said, we have room, you have to take your mom now. Like, you know, and because hospice places to get it's really quick vacancy so they're like you got to go now and one little lesson i i learned from that is my mom the you know her life liked buying nice things and she was you know a credit card chick and she really liked looking like she had some cash even though a lot of times she played it so as the hospice people said you have to leave right now we literally will let you in there but it's like a half hour window there's a lineup of 30 people that need this spot you know, at the hospice. Okay. So you have to leave now. So my mom goes, where are we going? And I'm like, well, we're going to go to some place, you know, that we can take care of a little better. And she goes out to the car. The nurse goes to me, get uh, your mom's things. Now I'm, I'm taking my mom to die. Yeah. What what, I'm I'm like looking, I've never felt so pictures. I've never felt so like you're standing there going, does she need a purse? She doesn't need a purse. No. But women has always had her purse. Maybe so like having it by So her. I grabbed the purse, and then yeah. I looked at everything else, and I ended up, my mom was really into, uh, she was drinking a lot of root beer at the time. It was like, like so I grabbed a pair of sweatpants, uh, like junkie sweatpants, and threw it in a plastic bag, and I grabbed a 12-pack of root beer. And I'm walking to the car, and I close the door, and as I was walking, I had one of those breathtaking moments where... Knowing my mom and how she lived her life when she was constantly working credit cards, and it was always it was just always money issues with her. Yeah. And I and I looked at my two hands and I realized all of that hustle came down to a pair of sweatpants huh. and a twelve pack of root beer. Like ev- every wow. every stressful oh this this bill isn't on time I need this I want that I need th-. it came down to yeah. sweatpants. And root beer. And then at that moment is actually when I had uh, like one of those life changing things when I realized that if I spend money, I'm always going to spend money on experiences and not things. Right. Because you won't have Because things I'm going to leave behind and whoever's got to deal with that. Experiences, you know, we go jet skiing. It's when you realize it's all meaningless. Like, why not have. I can take that with me no matter what hospice that I'm at. So while we're going to the hospice, the uh, my mom was like really freaking out, so I gave her a pill. Uh, the the nurse said just give her this whatever it was, maybe morphine or something like that. And I gave it to her. And the last thing my mom said to me, yeah. she goes, "Why did Johnny give me the death pill? 
Like, so now I have the guilt of oh. my mom saying, Jesus. why did I just poison her? Like, she, even though, listen, I know she didn't think I gave her the death pill, but still. But that she was, wasn't able to talk for two days after that? No, then she went, she got there, and then, uh, oh no, she God. said that she came out and she said this place was really nice, and then she would lie there. She couldn't open her eyes, and she would, like, moan and, you know, and just in a lot of pain and wherever she was. But the nurse said to me, hearing is the last thing to go. So no matter what, don't stop talking. Even though she can't respond, don't stop talking. So we bring up, uh, you know, fun stories and stuff. And then I had uh, one of my CDs. This is like a last meal, sort of, right? Like you just want, like, nice things around you. Yeah, so you. I put in one of my CD, and she would moan and do a thing. But when my comedy thing was on the back, like I let it play at night, she would stop doing it, and then I'd see her crying. So either she thought my comedy sucked so bad <laughs> that that's the last thing that she wanted to hear, <laughs> or she wanted. And it was weird that we had you know maybe ten, fifteen people in the room, um, you know, and she was just holding on. And then I was like, at one point, you know, it, this sounds really brutal, but at one point you're like. Why now? I'm only asking her to hold on for strictly selfish reasons. Not only because you're set or supposed to. It's like this yeah, but now I'm just go. like this. Yeah, this thing. And then she thought that everybody was gone, yeah. and which somebody was. I think my wife was sleeping on the floor or something. And so she thought it was only me and her in the room. And uh, that's when she passed. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. So I guess and this funny podcast here's what you always learn if that ever happens yeah. is remember that people will always uh they can hear you no matter what yeah so to always uh you know tell good stories it's gonna suck for you as a person still alive but deal with that afterwards did you hope it's, she would, like, it's not about you yeah. and then uh spend money on experiences not things that was the biggest thing because i was you know I, I was i'm still not good with money but i man that cut down my my so you took trips yeah, yeah. Now I do stuff, and you know, I go to seminars and do stuff where people are like, right. "Why would you?" I like I enjoy doing things more than physically having a drawer full of electronics, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Just becomes clutter so, at some point. Uh, what were you gonna ask? You said, yeah. "Did I?" Did you ever hope like that she would like go faster so you didn't have to be there? What do you mean, like to in get off someplace in else in the hospice where you like get out of here so I can go so I can get back with my life. No, no, because it was a weird mixture of you. You go, okay, there's obviously no return. Yeah. So now it's just, so then you're being selfish, but it, it, it's, you were so confused. Like you were so, yeah. yeah, it was, it's, you didn't know how to feel. And it, like, I never left. Like, I was afraid to even go to the vetting machine. I was afraid because I'm like, what if in the one time, uh, I think I went to go to McDonald's. I think it was like three days. And I think one of the nurses goes, you know, you have to take care of yourself too. You know, you haven't left the room. I'm like, I'm not gonna, wow. I'm not gonna wow. be not be here. You yeah. know, w- when it goes down, yeah. It's weird how it's like you, you. Oh, they're dying, so now let me. It's not you, but like in general, people go like, well, I should be with my parents. They're dying, but it's like, what about when they're living? Like, you know, they're gonna die at some point. Yeah, well, you, you, but you, I, for, my parents every. I know it year. sounds cheesy, but every time you know, if you're in your early 20s or 30s, when your parents call. And are annoying or, you know, can you go to the beach house with some friends yeah. or maybe your parents go come home for Thanksgiving. Oh, now up. after the, yeah, now after the fact, it's like, man, you, especially when you reach a certain age where it's you a, go, yeah. that that time isn't always going to be there. And it it's weird, like, even after this time, after, you know, four or five years, things will happen. Well, I'll pick up my phone and go, oh, I'm going to call my mom. Why would my mom not want to know that oh, I, yeah, I did a show with the Muppets? There. 
And you for, you have those moments that never go away. And you're like, seriously? And the only time I, I like, I, it sucked the day of, and obviously, and, and break down. And then somebody told me once to go, the time that it's really going to hit you randomly will be when you're at a grocery store. Like, you're going to be at a grocery store, and really? then you're just going to have a breakdown halfway to the grocery I'm like, that's why would it be a grocery store? And sure as shit. I'm walking, I'm in an aisle in a grocery store because you have so much conditioning and anchoring of going shopping with your mom mom, for food. Like that. I wonder if like Ralph's managers see that shit all the time. Or if you just see somebody like you walk by, like I I think the cereal. Breaking down, like all right, let's let's go. Oh, maybe the cereal. Yeah. Probably if you broke down after a parent's passing, probably the cereal aisle would be the most. I'd be the kosher food section (laughs) because I only go there now by accident when I'm looking for like hot sauce or something. Yeah, because always put Chinese, (laughs) Mexican, and Jewish foods. Just like all right. you, over there. Yeah, so I guess that brings that thing. So then we have to, I guess, make a pact that uh, if you don't have kids, I just want to be some. But it's se- like, but you're worried you're going to live, you're, you're going to have kids for 18 years of just being legally obligated to them <laughs> for the 22 days that you're one day possibly going to be in a hospice if you don't just have a heart attack and die. That's what you're gonna ru- change your life right. completely for for the two for weeks as one, I'm laying there as yeah. as yeah and, and I can't maybe even speak if cool. you do it well <laughs> then someone will go see you during that time your buddies will go see you I, yeah yeah who knows yeah or who cares or why, yeah well you you see me with it's the like podcast you don't, you don't think I'm gonna care like at, at the funeral I'm gonna be like what music are you playing when people walk in why, why are you playing this song yeah. let's have a little upbeat yeah. how's it gonna end. Make sure the you try, are too big. <laughs> try to try to sell my merchandise yeah. afterwards if if you could. Try I think to we sell should some. all have some memories of of uh, Isabel Heffron. And, um, <laughs> the tour dates are all on uh, my website, and you can see me. Did you? Do, what are the people who work at uh, with those places like? The people like own them. Like who goes in and says, "I want to, I want to open a business where people are dying are going to come, and I'm going to care for those people." One, it's a boy, it's a great business that whatever. But uh, the place where I was at in in Michigan, the, the people are unbelievable. Like really? just really like, yeah, it was really cool. Like it, it made oh, me unbelievably wa- great. About yeah, that, yeah, it made yeah. me actually want to, um, you know, f- this particular one is only one site, but I know like Gilda's Club or Gilda's House, yeah. Gilda Radner. Uh, has the uh, you know hospices all around? In, in I'm really the, into snuff films, so it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's, it's, hey, do you want to plug something? Listen, to this. Let's say you got some um, shows you want to plug. Ari, watch oh, yeah. this. Watch this. Efren and Reap, shameless plugs. Well, nice. Uh, my next storyteller show is August 21st uh, at the Improv in Los Angeles, and I'll be in uh, Las Vegas this weekend. This weekend, 16th, and, 17th, and 18th. And what are the hundred podcasts that I, I think? Uh, Ari Shapiro, Skeptic Tank, Punch Which Drunk. I like it. New one with the hooker coming soon. And that one was popular. You had that one recently. Yeah, we're gonna have. Yeah, we're gonna have some. Um, <laughs> She's advice. like a Just spin-off. Her, her and I. Yeah, we're gonna spin it off to its own thing. Give dating advice <laughs> from a hooker and comedian. Nice. And, and then uh, now that I think about it. Well, it's, you know, it's probably yeah. good. And uh, I don't know. Writing and performing. I'm gonna do mine. Heffron yeah. and Reap. Shameless yeah. plugs. Uh, just go to johnheffron.com. I'm everywhere for now until January. It's almost too much to even plug. Uh, this week, I will be in Louisville. Next week, I have been in San Francisco. And then there's some Nashville thrown in there. And then there's a Michigan thrown in there. And then there's a, some other place. But I'm gone every week 
That's a good way uh, to do it. Uh, for the rest of the week. Just say, I got Michigan, then St. Louis, then this, then that, then that. Go to JohnHanfran.com. Don't you ever get sick of just details. plugging yourself constantly? Like it's a little e- every like week, I, I don't want to do. Every week, I have to, or you have to do that hustle. Yeah. or and it's like every week, it's... You're somewhere it's else, and people thing. are like, yeah, we get it, but you have to... I wish there was a way on like Twitter or things like this to only let like the Vegas listeners know. Only let like certain listeners know. Yeah, you need to. I, on Facebook now, you can do that. You can just do it. In you can areas. just go, yeah, and just so people aren't like, oh, you, oh, hey, good. whore, quit plugging yourself. And when constantly. you're in that city, then I will. Yeah. You know, when but I have then, a podcast, I do it to everybody. And then you plug everything, though, and then the, you'll leave the next week. And then if you, let's say you plug Vegas for five weeks, no, the very Monday you get back, somebody will go, hey, will you let me know anytime you're in Vegas? Oh, yeah. And you're done. Speaking of uh, plugging. Heffern and Reef. Follow them on Twitter. Totally for sure. At Heffern and Reap. Who does all these? Who, who's, who's, who's that I got guy? a guy, man. Really? I can, can, you want some of these made? I got a guy, dude. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, wait. Here, here's oh, another. Yeah, maybe you can get one made where it's like, Armenians suck. And we'll just, just like, me, play if, that if, for Sam. Wouldn't that be good? If, if you email <laughs> me. we be like, what? Yeah. If It'd you email so me what, what you want to say, I'll, I'll get it done. I know a guy. He's on the corner of Hollywood and Vine, really? and he does ra- it, radio drops. How much does it cost to do those? Um, you just got to give him a hand job, and he'll make these for you. No, these are these are pretty cheap, actually. I, I think like you $5, get $5, $500? No, I, I think no you idea. get like 5 for like 24 bucks. Like I had oh, this one some. this one ma- made. You're listening to Heffern and Reed. One of the Johns is out, so per their agreement, when one's gone, the other will talk positive about them and plug dates for them in their absence for 15 seconds starting now. Everybody go to at John Reap on Twitter or johnreap.com or Facebook slash John Reap. Tell them how much you miss him on the show. Oh, I would appreciate it. Okay, now back to the show. <laughs> See? That's so great. I'm making some of those. Don't tell those guys. I'm going to make some of these. I'm going to get some of these made so when I'm on my deathbed in my hospice yeah. and, I, and I can't speak, like my mom did, I'm going to be able to hit drops and speak to the people who are in my room. Oh, nice. Like John Heffern oh, yeah. really wasn't a fan of, of yours and kind of thought you were kind of a tool through life. So we'd ask you to kindly to leave. Yes. By the way, when you're ready to be in hospice, you'll have video capabilities of just playing loved ones like messages to you. I'm thinking about hopefully by the time we're in hospices 30, 40 years from now, there's some crazy genetic gene doping type of stuff that'll just maybe, you know what I mean, keep yeah. us going for even... I've already decided I'm going to Sylvester Stallone it when I'm 50. I'm going to inject as much stuff as humanly yeah. possible. I will outrun any disease <laughs> or thing that it, it'll be able to catch up to me. And oh, I'm also going to oh, start to smoke. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to do everything. Yeah. I'm going to outrun everything, but I'm going to wait till I'm 50 years old. And then like, cool, that's pretty much a life. This is all bonus time. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Ari Shavir, thank you so much for having me on uh, having me on your show. Yeah, no problem. If you have any complaints about the show, make sure you contact Ari Shavir online. It was all his fault. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you guys next time. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.